Do you know anyone that hates God? This is Friday, August 4th. When I think about that, my first response would be, no, I, I don't. But then thinking a little more deeply, I would have to say, yes, I do. Now, I'm not thinking of the in-your-face animosity, a loathing of God or, or a cursing of God. I think people today find it easier to walk away from God, to show a hatred of God in a rejection of Him, in a denial that He exists at all. Yes, you know, withdrawal is one of the most powerful forms of attack. When we hate in this way, we show our hatred in a denial of any attention or any recognition. You just don't exist for me any longer. I think many people hate God in this way because believing in God might curtail their freedom as they see it. Or believing in God would mean they have to acknowledge Him and bow before Him. Many people don't want to do that. They don't want to owe God worship or obedience or anything. And they don't want to bow before anyone. In Psalm 14, the opening words read, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are evil. There is no one who does good. You see, denying God, as the psalmist says, is a way of doing whatever we want. That's why David says in his song that their deeds are evil. Now, Jesus makes a bold assessment in our text for today about those who hate him. Here's what he says. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. Now Jesus makes the bold claim that hating him means hating the father. How can he say this? Well, his mission had been to make the Father known. And Jesus had done this in the teaching of truth and in his demonstrations of God's love, in the way he treated people, in the miracles he performed. And if people reject his love and compassion, they are, well, they're really rejecting the Father God. I remember watching the movie Amadeus years ago. It's a terrific film that came out in the 1980s, the story of the envy of the court musician Antonio Salieri toward Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Mozart was younger and immature, but Mozart was clearly touched by the hand of God with extraordinary gifts. At one point, it became clear to Salieri that as much as of his life as he'd poured into his music, he would never reach the brilliance of Mozart. When Salieri knew this, he turned his anger toward God. He said, from this time on, we are enemies, you and I. I'll not accept it from you. Do you hear? They say God is not mocked. I tell you, man is not mocked. I am not mocked. You are the enemy. And this I swear to my last breath, I shall block you on earth as far as I am able. Now that's an open hatred toward God. Hatred because God had blessed Mozart, the young brat, they could even, without putting in the work, produce music far superior to anyone else alive at the time. That's a powerful scene in the movie, that open anger and hostility toward God. Jesus 
has seen this sort of anger. As wave of wave after wave of scholars are sent to trap him in his words, and it's seen as the religious leaders conspire to have him killed. They're willing to break the command of God in the process, and they don't flinch over setting the stage for Jesus to be crucified. They did this though the ministry of Jesus clearly pointed them to the Father. They hated Jesus, and thus they hated the Father as well. And that hatred had no legitimate cause. His success in ministry left them feeling threatened, that's true, but everything he did was in love. They didn't simply pull away from Jesus, they went on the offensive. Now as we read Jesus' words today, we see few people with that kind of open hostility to God. But many people want nothing to do with God, and many deny God exists. And what is amazing about Jesus and about the heart of God is that he pursues the haters, the deniers, and even those that treat God as their enemy. We see this in Jesus. As he hung on the cross, even there he was calling out to the Father for forgiveness for those who had mistreated him. Yes, the world, world hated Jesus, but that didn't dim the love of Jesus at all. He didn't hate them back. That means that these words of Jesus are a warning to the disciples, telling them they should be prepared for what lies ahead for them. Jesus doesn't tell them to withdraw from the world and find a place of safety. Instead, they're to be the light of the world. And so are we. Let's pray together. Faithful and loving God, we bow before you and acknowledge that you created us and have loved us in Christ. Provide us with your spirit to guide us when the days are difficult. Give us the ability to show forth your grace, even and especially when we're under pressure. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <laughs>